All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are back to playing Werewolf tonight. Take a few, we took a few days off uh, for Christmas and such. Hopefully, everybody had a great holiday. Uh, but we actually haven't really taken a break because we played last Thursday. This is crazy. So this is great. Uh, everyone, we should have it fresh in our memories. Haven't really missed any sessions. So it's, uh, it's sort of a weird inverse of what normally happens around like the holidays, where we kind of go on this weird break and everything. But we're back. Uh, when is the Marvel werewolf crossover? Did I see that question? Um, interesting. <laughs> oh my god! Really interesting. Werewolves I mean, and multiverse. I mean, we could say werewolf, like like yeah. like that kind of lycanthropy is is mutant like. I, I feel like that's that's right there. Do well we could see in it. the gladiator arena. I would say if we went, if we went broader into Marvel, you know, they do have Werewolf mm -hmm. by Night and uh, James J. Jonah Jameson's son, and they're all werewolves. A bunch of werewolves. We're in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoilers for those who haven't seen the most recent Marvel episode, but we're in Mojo World now. So maybe yeah. some of the other combatants are just happens happens to be a pack of werewolves uh from the southwest of the United States in one of uh, the various uh, various Marvel universes. Uh, so I here's, mean, here's a little I, I, uh hint I'm, afraid these, I'm afraid our werewolves would get utterly slaughtered because oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah i think they would Steve, i think uh, Stephen also by the way Stephen also made me promise not to bring everyone to mojo world uh before episode mm -hmm. one <laughs> yeah you broke a yeah. promise <laughs> he uh he sent me messages he sent me messages he's like you don't really like kipser too much right it's okay if i, if I, kick I out the replaced. <laughs> 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 so no it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and the the, the break happened at a perfect time because it gives him two weeks to basically come up with something which is i think well that it's exactly not that he's doing any of that he's he'll, he'll prep about three hours before uh yep. our session starts <laughs> Uh, all right. So last time around, we had, a, had an interesting twist. Uh, a lot of people were expecting it to be more violent, and it turned out not to be so violent. But uh, maybe the violence will ensue soon enough. Uh, but before we do that, why don't we go ahead and introduce uh, the werewolves that we have? So Jeremy, tell us tell us a little about uh, Scout Leader Eustace. Oh yeah, you know I'm just uh, Eustace Hart, Father Ducks uh, Hart Warden. I like to live a nice, balanced life. I'll, I'll throw down when I need to, but when you don't need to, especially when you're somebody's home, you know, you just try and be polite, and that'll take you places sometimes. Please, indeed, is an option. Indeed, it was. I, uh, I, I was, I was honestly a touch surprised that there wasn't a little bit more fighting. I thought you guys would fight the golems at least. I figured once you guys sorted out who Princess was or might have been, there probably wouldn't have been any sort of shenanigans at that point. But like. I thought you guys would at least fight the golems, so I was kind of surprised that you uh, that you covered her parlay, but that's fine. Uh, next up, Melissa, tell us about Selena Benz and specifically what her tribe and auspice is. <laughs> so Selena <laughs> Bendis is a uh, children of Gaia Theurge, because I now write it on my Zoom so that I can't mess it up when it's my turn. So I just read the words in front of my face and I'm good now. So sorry to take the fun out of what I'm wants to say this week when she's introducing Selena. Uh, so yeah, she's uh, happy to be back to where she can get some more green and uh, maybe find out um, how badly Lou is mad at her for saying that they should deal with whatever situation her kid's in a little bit later. We'll probably yes. be okay because I mean, yes. over you know, at a funeral, everybody forgives everybody. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, know how werewolves are. Yeah, they so don't hold grudges at all. Groups yeah. and forgetful juice. Yeah, uh, forgetful juice. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. just grain alcohol. Is that? 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair that works. Kool Aid mix. Man, I'm in college again. That's uh, <laughs> geez. okay. I am. In, yeah. God, I can tell. Uh, did I ever tell you about time I almost blew up a moonshine still? Have I told you this? Oh. Why did you do <laughs> such a thing? So when I was in college, uh, my freshman year, uh, I lived in the dorms and a guy on my dorms uh, and on the same level floor as me, his he came from he was basically like Dixie Mafia. His family was that kind of like they were deep in like the middle of nowhere and they did things like gator wrestling and moonshine making and pretty sure they ran a lot of drugs and stuff in the southeast section of the United States. Uh, and so he invited a, a group of us home uh, for like a weekend so that we can kind of see because like we didn't really believe him when he was telling us about all the gator wrestling and stuff like his little like they have like this little amusement park. And so a bunch of us went. So there's like about five or six of us. And like we like participated in some some alligator wrestling. And then we got to see the moonshine still. And so like they were showing us around and we were kind of poking stuff here and there. And I accidentally bumped into something I shouldn't. And all of a sudden, steam just started bursting up through some sort of vent at one point, And people got really, really panicked. And they ushered us out of the room. Uh, nothing exploded, but apparently something almost did. Uh, and so that was because I apparently hit something I shouldn't. So, but Whoops. anyway, that's the story. Yeah. Jeremy's giving me a slow clap. And <laughs> Luke, and Kipster's giving me like a golf clap. So I don't, I don't know if that's, a, that's as good. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. Well, that was my that was my dumb story. I guess it wasn't as interesting as I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> let, let's go to the bottom row. See, uh, question in chat: Did you enjoy your moonshine samples? Ask yes, I think I have very little memory of it because that's because that's how good it was. <laughs> like, yeah, it was really good. I'd never drank in, drank moonshine before, and so when we drank, when I was, uh, hmm, I think I was eighteen at the time. I don't think I was nineteen yet. I think it was before I hit nineteen. But yeah, we we drank some, and uh, it was a. Uh, that was an experience. That was an experience. Mm. It hurt really, really, really bad. Uh, but I don't know. You're 18 in college and you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. You, whatever. Let's go do it. I mean, mm. moonshine's moonshine plus like alligator wrestling. I don't know how that. Like, it's, it's like it's pinnacle <laughs> Florida. It's pinnacle Florida. Like Florida. deep south, yeah. like it's Florida. panhandle Florida. It was great. Anyhow, let's go to the bottom row. Evan, tell us about Duke Dust Fang. Oh, let me see if I can follow up that story. <laughs> uh, Duke is a silver fang galliard. He is uh, becoming slowly the new king of Arizona. He's recruited half of Josiah's pack, and he's just going to slowly you recruited like a magnet <laughs> to start getting all the werewolves so we can defend our lands from, I don't know, zombies? What are they? Yeah. Zombies will work. I mean, there's a lot of things you can turn it from, but uh, yeah. zombies is a good place to start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. You guys got five uh, young, uh, totally not mimicked after each of you. Uh, Garu <laughs> to <laughs> each one of them was like, this is I draw little lines between like the list of young Garu and a list of you guys. Was uh, I supposed yeah. to take Titan? Titan was not yours. No, Titan. <laughs> Titan wasn't yours, which was funny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so definitely, definitely not yours. Titan was actually going to be, it was actually going to be Dukes, uh, cause Titan's kind of the leader of their little group. Uh, but that's the leader. it works out. It worked out. It was fun. Uh, all right. So then tell us about Lou then Kipser and how she's feeling right now. Uh, Lou is, uh, she is not doing very well. She's, uh, feeling a higher and higher spikes of anxiety, uh, because she has left her child and she realizes 
for a long period of time. This was not supposed to happen. He wanted her to come and uh, she was convinced not to and also has not had a cigarette in a very long time, uh, which is yeah. also problematic for my stats. By the time you get back to Phoenix, it's going to be um, a couple days, like three or four days, I think, since you uh, would have last seen. Uh, she does Depending not on which it. way you take, I'm going to give you a couple options and you guys can tell me uh, which route you get. But uh, it's going to be three or four days, basically, since you last would have seen him. So three or four days in which all of this was transpiring in the last uh, in the little trip and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then finally, uh, tell us about Jacques, Aaron. Jacques Quietclaw was born a, a small black furred pup under the owl rune or full moon, raised as a red talon to battle against the worm and particularly the weaver and weaver lovers. Not that. So glass walkers are not <laughs> the weaver. Glass. Well, I mean, you do have a lot of friends that uh, are like weaver spears. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine for now. Okay. I just forgot something and I wrote a note. All right. So let's dive in. So last time around, you all have, we've been working on this little quest with Josiah Donclaw. You've been, you were traveling to the Umbra. You were, you found this mage's sanctum. You're supposed to get in there and get this silver crown, right? That was sort of the agreement. Uh, you passed through the gauntlet. You came back into the physical world on the slopes of the Howling Mountain. Spirits were prowling. There were all sorts of spirits. And they usually were in pairs. A lot of them were cats. Uh, you, Eventually got trapped within a greenhouse that was sort of served as some kind of holding cell. And it was, in fact, powered by one of the Weaver's uh, spirits, uh, an orb spider. Uh, the entire area was also kind of like temporally unshackled. So like you you were seeing like different versions of yourselves, whether it's time or decision making, you're not really sure here or there as you kind of peered around. Um, there are all sorts of these defenses and uh, you didn't even stumble across all of them. You stumbled across a handful. Eventually, you managed to hack this strange computer inside the greenhouse. You found this physical key that got you out of that greenhouse and into the Sanctum's interior where we can see hallways that were moving. We can see uh, golems that were animated from various kitchen supplies and pots and pans and other metals, things like that. Eustace, you managed to actually call for parlay and um, they granted it and they picked the floor up. And they reveal the staircase. You all started trudging down that staircase. And that's when you met Bill DeBalvis, uh, the adopted father slash mentor uh, of Dakota. Uh, he also had a friend uh, on a sectional couch with him uh, named Princess. And the two of them were watching The Wizard of Oz for like the 70 something of the time. And uh, Lou, you're able to determine that it was a very, very powerful spirit with such uh, such size and such luminance that like you were almost blinded or at least temporarily blinded, in fact. There are a thousand different crowns that were lying in the walls, but Bill tried to, and very easily apparently, <laughs> convince you guys that the silver crown was basically an artifact for villainy because of the mind control nature of it. And he suggested that Princess might not even let you leave with it uh, after how difficult it was for her to clean up the mess that it caused the last time uh, a werewolf had it. Uh, after some basic negotiation, Bill agreed to perform that cleansing ritual that you were doing all of this for uh, in exchange for Dawnclaw doing it for you. And uh, you all agreed to leave the sanctum, keeping its location safe, all that kind of stuff. And then you also managed to talk the young Garrow uh, into coming with you as well, to leaving Dawnclaw's uh, sept and joining your own. And there were like these little hints here and there of like, possible other tragedies that might have happened in the past that they that kind of start coming to the surface but eventually they all agreed and so bill and princess and whatever they 
opened it, they helped you get through the gauntlet, pushed you back into the Umbra to continue your travel away once more. So a uh, basic question, we don't have to necessarily play the entire route out through the Umbra. That's not necessary, but basically three options. Do you guys travel the entire way back to your Phoenix guy's grove through, uh, through the Umbra? Do you travel enough to get to like, to like a population center and then like rent a car or drive back? Uh, or do you try to travel until you get a kind of away from the Howling Mountain and then exit and then turn the lupus and try to run as a pack? Like what's your your base, basic route back? Because depending on which you choose, time and willpower would, and stuff like that. Would Lou know which way is the fastest option? Is it a car the fastest? Uh, go ahead, Lou. You're smart. Roll mm -hmm. like an intelligence test. Um and you can add in like a science or something like that or uh, um, sure yeah uh, i got science. selena would think that running like pack running might be the faster way to go because you could be do a little more like we also have to flies. you know keep in mind that we're potentially wanted for murder so negative we, two. we can't do the second one we have to do one or three okay two successes so i you would so lou Travel to the Umbra is completely unstable. You could get there faster, but you also could get there in a in Sorry, two I forgot weeks. the negative two, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Um, so while that has the potential to be the fastest, at the same time, it also has the potential to be the slowest. So it's super risky. Um, probably the fastest route is driving. Um, you know, you guys determined from some basic study that you think you're near Taos, New Mexico. So you could potentially like head down into like the city population center and maybe rent a car. That would probably be the fastest, but it does like Duke was saying, it does kind of put you guys back on the radar in some ways. If you just turn into, if you just turn into your, like your lupus form, um, that would probably be slower than just driving back. Um, but it might also be safer because you're, you can stick to the wilds and that kind of thing. Uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm going to go steal either a very fast motorbike or something and uh, maybe dye my hair a different color. Jacques just growls, basically saying he'll be shifting into a lupus form and running back because that's the way we're supposed to travel. And yeah. I feel like that's a good compromise because putting ourselves out there to get a rent on the location close to all that mess that happened. Mm -hmm. it might be best for us it's it's a longer hike but it's more stable than trying to do the umbra and we're not putting our faces out there i think if we can get home and lay low for a little bit I, i'll be a little less worried about what went down there but that okay. is very nice and all and i would normally agree that the safest route would be the wolf form but you see i've got the kids that we left with okay. a bunch of undead zombies and i really do need you to left. get home you right left with the you you can yeah no one's saying you can't and go Selena, you did it. okay it's okay okay we we uh, were better off having her around so this was yeah, nope, better okay. that we go as the pack I propose compromise atop the compromise. I still think overall for the pack, running is good, but mm -hmm. you should you should get there as quickly as possible. Not okay. alone. I'll ride shotgun with you. 
Uh, that would be appreciated. Yes, I, I am, okay. regardless of your choices, and I understand Jacques would like to uh, run with his Jacques, legs. But uh, Jacques, Jacques is fairly safe because he's always been a wolf. Nobody's ever seen his human form in all of this. All he'd be able to say is that God, but the manager of Burger King would disagree with you. <laughs> well, I mean, the people who are trying to hunt us <laughs> have only ever seen him as a wolf. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, uh, I'm going to see if I can grab a, probably a motorbike would be the fastest. Maybe a dirt bike would give me some off-roading. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's just do it this way then. Anybody who is doing, uh, who is going back in lupus form, uh, just give me a survival stamina and anybody who is driving back, um, I would say anything like probably, um, you could probably just do something like composure, especially since you're just trying to keep yourself calm and um, awareness, probably, uh, just has to our, see if you're like being followed and that kind of stuff. Has our rage dropped off any? Uh, I would say no, not just yet. Okay. Um, I think you're okay Words still. And composure. I got a, no, I got a ton of rage. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> rageful. All right. A lot of dice for one success. Okay. Classic. So, um, two successes. Okay. Two for me. Two. All right. Basic difficulty was three. If anybody got less, so just take as um, as willpower, superficial willpower, just from like tiredness or exhaustion or frustration, whatever it might be, is what's kind of coming up. So difficulty is three. Take the difference between how many successes you had in three. Take that as superficial willpower, as you guys are kind of pushing through, either running. Uh, or driving late at night, or driving faster than you should be, or whatever it might be, is sort of accruing, and that will say is the uh, sort of the time back. Uh, again, mm. we don't have to play it all out, but we'll just say that that's sort of the wear and tear of you all uh, pushing your way back into into the Phoenix area. Um, it's probably another day then of travel. Uh, you probably are going to come in in two different groups. Some of you are going to be coming in a little bit first. Those of you who are driving, you're going to get there a little faster. Those of you who are running, you're going to get there probably later in the day. So we'll say midday folks get there uh, who, who drove and later in the night people who, who ran. Now, I'll say this, though. Lou, you still have your phone on you, right? Yes. Okay. So sometime after you get into Taos with uh, with Eustace and, you're, and maybe one or two of the, uh, the young pups are with you, Titan or somebody, uh, you start getting updates on your phone and you start seeing that you're getting messages one after the other after their text messages you just see teapot 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 like you see it over and over and over again all caps you see emojis of teapot 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 there's like dozens and dozens of them um and you get some variation from both riley and uh from lucas this kind of message and just like you know where the fuck are you that type of thing then um, Eustace and the young pups probably see Lou like starting to look through her phone and then just like the phone crunches in her hands as uh, some of the werewolf strength comes out. And she's like, we need to get the, uh, we need to get a vehicle now. We Anything that is fast. I don't care if it's a police cruiser or what. Uh, he is, we are, we are in trouble. All right. So you are silent. muted. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Just speechless by the horror of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So you guys push through. We'll say Eustace and Lou, you get there first because you guys were driving. Uh, everybody else was running. Did I get that right? Okay. Eustace, Lou, you guys yeah. get there. You push through the night. You get there in the morning, a.m., sun's out, and you you kind of pull in. Um, where is the first place you would go, Lou? Uh, straight to the Duke's uh, hideaway house. Okay. Secret base. Not if that's the case, base. you head over to Duke's impenetrable secret base. Yep. And Very secret you, base. you notice that it is, uh, first of all, just arriving, just looking from, from a distance. Uh, we'll say the two of you uh, and your two Garou friends, um, young Garou, you notice that there's there's it's eerily quiet. You don't see any signs of Riley's vehicle. Um, you don't see any signs of lights on. In like the the building, um, it's all very 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 quiet. Uh, it's still standing. It's not like burnt down or destroyed or blown up or anything like that. But it definitely, from the outside, from from the curb, from you know fifty yards away, whatever it might be, uh, it looks very quiet. Eustace will give like a half puzzled look on his face as he just hands you his cell phone. Yeah, I don't know if you can do it from this. Oh. But can you do the thing where you like you ping your kid or something like that? Um, I, I didn't put uh, the monitor kid app on, on my phone or on his. Um, really? Uh, no, <laughs> he, he knows what he's doing normally. Okay. I know. Fair enough. I just, I made an assumption. We, we know how that goes. No, it's, it's okay. Uh, let me see. Uh, okay. Um, I am going to do a quick call and see if he can. Uh, I know his phone number, so I'll do a call and see if he'll answer if we can hear it in the building. Uh, you, I'll say two things. Uh, do you get close enough that you're actually going to be able to hear it first before I... Yeah, well, okay, look, Eustace, I'm going to go up. Maybe you and the <laughs> others stay back. I I think it's probably not safe, but I have to go. All right. Lou, give me an awareness test. Uh, Eustace, you can also give me one too if you're hanging back. Okay, I'll hang back. Uh, and yeah, give me, give me oh. a awareness and again, two minimum, but any, uh, the more successes, the better awareness. It's, this is probably more awareness wits or yeah. Awareness uh, yeah, and do. what awareness, awareness wits makes sense. Okay. And she'll have like grabbed a cigarette at a gas station while they were driving at some point. So that's that's fair. I'm yeah, a little smoke fair. right now. Awareness and wits. Okay. All right, three successes for both of you. Um, okay, so first of all, you call, phone rings, doesn't answer, eventually hits his voicemail. Uh, you don't hear it ringing from inside the house either. Um, you notice, I'll say, Lou, uh, when you get up close to the to the front uh, of this building, maybe the blinds are peeled back ever so slightly, and you look inside, and if you guys remember, you laid them down like on a living room. They were just like laying down on a living room floor. Uh, you don't notice them anymore. They're not there on the ground. Um, you do see signs, Lou, of some disturbance, like a broken table, knocked over a lamp, that sort of thing. Uh, so that's what you get with three. Eustace, one thing you notice um, is that this area, I'm going to say it's like, uh, it's kind of dirt roady, dirt pass. It's not necessarily like, it's it's probably out of the way. So it's kind of not the most um, accessible place. Uh, 
and you definitely notice that there are there's a there's a, a disturbing amount of traffic for an out of the way um, for for kind of an out of the way safe house. You can see all sorts of different tracks and stuff mm-hmm. uh, in the dirt. And you also notice with three successes that there is a what looks like a, a kind of a, a a kind of a collection of debris, like broken glass and maybe like a part of a fender or um, or like a like a headlight or something on the ground up next to what appears to be kind of a, a big old boulder on the side of like this intersection, this little dirt road intersection where people you know peel off down these roads. Um, signs of like a like a car accident, basically. Hmm. Cleaned up, but still there. Oh man, I'm curious. Given on account we'd seen them like private military looking types, and sometimes their vehicle is going to have them big, wide, heavy duty tires versus the sort of thing you'll see in a normal civilian car. I'm hardly a car buff, but I'm decent at survival. I might try and see if I get the notion that maybe the other ones that came out, seeing as they were related to. Them, yeah, you know, um, I would say. I would say no role necessary. Like you did see that big, like that big kind of SUV vehicle mm-hmm. bear down on you guys and not unlike it. Like you definitely like there, mm-hmm. these are not just like your average everyday tires. These are a little heavier duty, a little bigger. Okay. Uh, definitely, definitely would give you those vibes. Okay. Can I uh, activate the Batman vision and recreate the scene with investigation? Uh, I don't think that's how it works. Um, Yes, yes. I just double tap my glasses and then I get the grid with uh, like see-through images and it tells me what happened where. Uh, You can absolutely kick on penumbra sense, but that is not exactly. (laughs) Oh, no, no, not the penumbra sense, just the Batman vision. I'm just going to, I'm just an investigation check. (laughs) I don't think there's spirits here. All right. Um, Yeah, go ahead and roll investigation. Uh, investigation probably wits again. Um, are you are you going to go inside? Or are you going to limit your yes, search? To just I'm okay. I'm going to enter the building and I'm going to okay. start to look around to see uh, if if I'm not seeing like the bodies there. But there's sort of elements that look like a fight occurred. I'm going to try to figure out like did somebody break in the door and there was a fight or did okay. it come from inside out? Uh, so four successes on your roll here. Very good. You. You notice that there is, there's definitely signs of a fight struggle on the inside between multiple, um, like several people. Uh, you do see scrapes on the floor near where the bodies have been laid. Uh, you do see little bits of blood stains here and there, uh, dried. Uh, so it's certainly not recent. Might have happened a day, or like if you look at the dates, might have been, yes, early yesterday morning or maybe the night before, something like that. Um, so def- that for sure, uh, you notice that the front door was breached for sure. Uh, you can see that the, uh, sort of the back door, um, we'll say it's some kind of like maybe a sliding door or whatever. And it's kind of shattered in a bit, uh, as if like, it looks as though someone like ran into it or tried to, it, like it's sort of slightly out of its track and it's shattered as well. Um, and I'll say you notice that there is sort of a section on the side of the house outside where it looks very clear, like someone peeled out, uh, with a vehicle, like they were like trying to leave quickly uh, and kind of peels out on the road. Okay. Um, I'm about to do something kind of gross and I'm sorry, 
but I would probably know the smell of my kid's blood. So can I turn into a lupin and uh, try to lick the blood? Sure. Sure. Uh, absolutely. You can do that. I would and say. So maybe takes the smell. Okay. I'll say if you, if you, if you shift, you will definitely notice the smell of Lucas's blood. Riley's blood. He's your partner. You might have had uh, his, his might be somewhat familiar as well. Both of them. Probably. Seem to. Now, it doesn't look like there's like both of them. There, there's not like blood everywhere. There's not like blood splatter. There's not like giant big dark pools. It's more just like little droplets and splashes here and there. You don't get the sense that like a body was laying here and pooling for days or whatever it might be. And you don't get the sense that maybe your kid dropped down on the middle of like a living room rug and like seven or eight zombies just started feasting on his stomach. Like that definitely didn't happen here. Okay, don't need the qualifier. I don't need the qualifier <laughs> at the end. Okay. Okay, then so, uh, I will open the door and wave at Eustace. Doesn't seem like there's anybody. Well, I guess I'm a wolf now. I will wag my tail at Eustace um, and then kind okay. of go to the back where a car looked like it peeled and see if I can get a scent off of that area. But otherwise, I'll let Eustace do the thing. Okay. Eustace, anything else you wanted to do? I'm I'm glad to follow. She seems to be okay. Laser focused. All right, let's cut over then. While you two are kind of still still doing whatever you want, let's cut over to the rest of the group. Who will say you arrive later uh, in the day, uh, somewhere mid afternoon? Um, is it fair to say you guys would go back to Gaia's Grove, or would you go somewhere else? Yeah, Jacques would Jacques would go to Gaia's Grove and take whatever young youngsters were following him so he could introduce them to the okay. other seps. Uh, we'll say that Titan and Lyric followed Lou and Eustace and you guys have the rest. Uh, okay. So if that's the case, if that's fair with everybody, eventually you'll arrive sometime in the afternoon, um, overcast day, but no rain cause it's Arizona. Uh, you definitely can see that even in the few days you've been gone, your grows have begun to regrow uh, almost back. There's like almost no evidence left of uh, like sort of like the, the ruined decaying trees from the night of the Black Spiral Dancer attack. There's still some like building construction going on, uh, but definitely the groves to be in so much better shape just in a handful of days of your spirit, your Karen spirit kind of kicking in. Uh, one thing you'll notice uh, when you come in is that there are fewer people here than you probably anticipate. It's three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. Should be plenty of people working, whether it's working on the, the like rebuilding some of the, the buildings that suffered in the, in the dust storm or whether it's just kind of tending to the groves themselves. There should be more people here. Um, likely you guys have a handful of vehicles at your disposal. One of which is the El Camino that is now uh, rip. Uh, but there are others maybe that you might be familiar with with some of the other packs. You can see that whatever kind of modest garage of vehicles that you have is is empty with the exception of like one very simple vehicle that maybe only Adora drives, like something really kind of generic, like a late 90s Honda Civic or something like that. Other than that, like it looks very, very like there's a dearth of, of people here. And you see a lot of like the human folk uh, that are like your various um workers that come in and tend to gross. Uh, but it's kind of an odd, it's kind of odd uh, to the point where like you're, you know, the various people with you are like, like Orion and, and, and whatnot are like, this is uh, nice. 
you can tell he's being charitable uh, as you guys lead him inside. I, I don't uh, understand. There should be more people here. Jacques would ask one of the human workers, Isadora on site? We'd like to speak with her. Uh, they kind of look at you. Probably, again, one of those, one person, like, there's degrees of people who are in the know. So, mm-hmm. like, but he, he'll probably recognize your faces and such. And he'll point to one of the buildings, uh, the, the partially rebuilt uh, a kind of church. Uh, he'll kind of point over in that direction. Uh, and he'll say, uh, she was tending to the young boy. Kind of points over in that direction. That doesn't sound good. Let's provide her with an update and find out what has occurred in our absence. Okay. So if you go inside, uh, you'll notice that there's been some like rearrangement of some of the makeshift furniture in here. And you'll find a Dora in a kind of back room that likely was like her office, so to speak. Um, and you'll see there's two two mattresses have been dragged in here. Uh, and you can see there's two bodies laying in them. Um, the, I think some of you, some of you probably would have met Lucas at some point, I would imagine. Maybe not Riley, but definitely Lucas. I think that's fair, right? Uh, right, Lou? Yeah. Okay. Um, um, <clears throat> Riley and Lucas were both in the heart and soul at Eustace's okay. for the storm. He's making okay. chicken wings. So they're probably familiar uh, at some point. You see that Lucas is in one of those beds covered in scrapes and bruises and bite marks. Um, and he's got like some basic, uh, uh, what's it called? IV kind of being, kind of being put into him. And then you can see another man, um, older than not a boy, uh, who seems to have the worst of it. Um, his face just seems to be almost mangled and busted. Uh, and, uh, he's in the other one and like Adora is kind of checking on both of them, just kind of maybe dozing in between them, uh, has maybe like a book out or some such. And it's just periodically like checking vitals here and sharing there and there when you guys wander in and she kind of looks up, you've returned. Good. We are, we are in need of more hands. She's going to watch this out you. How did these two come to be here? Uh, they called looking for this one's mother, Lou. And um, they were in a state. Um, and we tended to them. When we found them, they were, um, well, the boy points at Lucas, was dragging the man through the middle of the desert. Um, I I don't know where he got the strength. The man is in terrible condition. The boy told us a few things before he eventually collapsed. Exhaustion. I think he'll be fine, though. I've been trying to reach Lou, but she's not answering her phone. Um, but they were attacked, apparently. Um, 
there were the bodies from the other incident animated and attacked in the night. This is why I said we should have simply killed them. It's time for everybody to recognize that we're fighting a war here and we need to start fighting it to win it. She's, you see, she's like, Adora's nodding. She's nodding along with it, but you can tell she's pretty exhausted. Like, you can tell she's probably been up fairly late with him. They mentioned something about um, a signal emitting, driving around. The boy kept saying, ice cream truck. You'll have to ask him more, but they were attacked. We have them here. They're going to be fine. The boy is going to be fine. The man... We think one of their vehicles is his face. We think he... They were in some sort of accident. Shock, Duke. Keep keep talking with with Adora. I I, I need to to step away. And so Selena's going to step out and try to get Lou or Eustace... Well, I think Lou destroyed her phone. Uh, so Lou's phone does not answer. Um, Eustace, do you have your phone on you, old man? I have Lou Eustace's has my phone, phone now. Okay. Eventually, you will get Eustace on the phone. <laughs> Maybe rings Hello? too many times. You call me and you get Lou. Eventually. Lou. Uh, Lou. Yes. Uh, Hello. Oh, good. Yes. I'm just come, running. In. Come what? to the grove now. Come to the grove now. Uh, okay, but the, the house is a wreck and I need to follow the Lucas trail is of here. blood. Come oh. to the grove. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, let me... Eustace! Eustace! Is uh, there as a grove? We need to go now. And you'll uh, hear a dial tone as she hangs up. And then and like, sort of the but, bye, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and likely we saw Eustace and Lou literally tracking the scent of Lucas and Riley like out into the desert drag marks such and such out into the desert here and there. And that's when the phone probably kicked in at this point. So, um, so we'll say time will pass an hour, whatever, uh, everyone gets back. So we'll say everyone at this point is back at the Grove. Um, do whatever you like. Adora is tired, but willing to talk. Um, Lou, I'll say that it does look like he's going to be okay, but they keep saying he was exhausted. He was tired, etc. But, uh, but everyone does does look like your son's going to be okay. Riley, they're a n- little bit more nervous about. Um, but otherwise, the time is yours. What, what would you guys be doing, asking about, talking to? What's up? Lou would shut down, just kind of sit at a vigil at the uh, bedside of uh, okay. both Riley and Lucas. All right. About uh, the rest of you. It's probably important to give lose some space and also maybe you know let the new pups see some of the other things around here yeah shock would uh disappear and head into the city and try to find isabel see if she's heard anything about the dead rising or if the vampires are dealing with this issue as well okay what about duke or selena um, I think Duke, before kind of explaining the situation to the young ones, um, 
he does want to look at uh, Lucas to double check that he's not like infected or something happened. Like, so I don't know if that's a cult or. But he just must have, like, that. since we've kind of seen them before. Lou would yeah. not let you touch him at this point. He's not going to touch him. He's just look at him. Growls. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to eat him. Look, <laughs> <laughs> oh. like we're in a war um, and we need to fight to win. That's what I heard. <laughs> uh, a cult? Like, if you, I mean, honestly, uh, Duke, you got there. You were one of the first ones there. So you yeah, even so could have just done it before she showed up. Yeah. Uh, a cult intelligence, probably. You could do. Um, sure. Oh, God. Uh, would you like to do willpower? I will reroll some bass. That was only one success on yeah. six. Uh, six. All right. Two, two massive successes. Okay. Uh, you notice that there are bites, scrapes, and just other kind of abrasions. So it definitely looks like this, there are some scrapes, definitely like claw marks or rip marks. Um, but you also know some bite marks. At the same time, there was nothing in the way that the creatures attacked, like these infected people. Uh, when you were first, like in, like in the first sort of arc, when you're going out towards the Echo Lab site. There's something to suggest that their bite, like the movies, conveyed like some sort of infection. Like their infection seemed to come with sort of a signal that they would sort of emit and try to like instead sort of mess with brain waves or something. So there's nothing there that suggests uh, immediately. Um, if you like kind of look at the eyes and things like be like lift the eyes up, you don't also don't notice anything to suggest like like he's lost. Like when you looked at some of those infected people, they had like like their eyes themselves almost seem to almost illuminated. They would kind of give off some strange glow. You're not getting anything like that. So more than likely not. All right. Lena will be kind of having a conversation with, with Adora. Okay. Um, and with, with Jacques as well, just we, Oh, Jacques. And just kind of, Oh, Jacques sorry. The then city. just, Hang out with, with Adora. vamp friend. That's right. She like Selena's like talking to Adora, turns around to like bring shock into the conversation. We're, oh, he always just runs You're off. talking I, to like an actual dog. Like you guys probably yeah. have. Like an actual, you just got it confused. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, we and she'll just kind of have kind of a deep sigh that we knew that there was another site with another echo lab, another location, but we just needed to try to take care of this infection or whatever that all of the rest of us had gotten and, and Duke had a lead on how to get that done. We thought we would be better as Jacques would Dora's say. Dora's just kind of waving you off. She's just sort of waving you off like you don't need to explain or apologize. That is not how this works. There's something you think you needed to do and you did it. You try to aid the sept in your community how you thought it was best to do so. I will say we sent Dark Paul and his pack to this other site and she gets a very grim look on her face and they haven't returned. They've been gone for 
almost four days since you all left. We sent Warchild and Alvarez and their people, their wolves, out west. They've had a better time of it. We've heard from them. Two of them were arrested. They're working through it now. But I would be lying if I said I was not concerned. I, this was what I feared when we arrived and we were so thinly populated now. We did bring some younger ones with us. Very long story, not not for now, but we did bring a few All are welcome. to add to our number. We will welcome them as we have welcomed you and so others, so many others. But I worry not for the new ones. I worry for those who we have lived with and shared duty with all this time. I yes. sent I sent young Hector, Sunrunner, to see if he could find them. We spoke with Bodhi briefly and Bunker on their phones, but the connection was very bad. We have not heard from Hector either. He has been gone for two days. This other sight is taking is taking our wolves. I, I, this might be false hope, but some of the technology does not work as well in close proximity. So some of the delay might not necessarily be caused for alarm, but you, you are right. We, Four days, uh, Selena, yes, is I, cause for alarm. They are not understand. young pups. I've known Dark Paw longer than I've known any of you. More capable than even I at leading a task so simple as reconnaissance. You would not, you would not disappear in such a haphazard manner. We will oh, yeah. rest we briefly are, and do what we can. Yes, rest, fine, but we are thin. Reinforcements are few. Did you get this? She's very exhausted. Little snippier than maybe you remember her to be. She's usually so very patient, very almost Eustace like in like that kind of patience of just even in the face of like really strange and really kind of terrible. She usually finds a way to find balance, but like you can tell, like like she's kind of giving over to this uh, sort of anger that pops out. Um, this cut to the, this cut into downtown Phoenix. We'll say at some point, Jacques throughout the night. Um, you guys arrived in like afternoon. You head out into Phoenix nighttime to find Isabel or whatever your usual hunting grounds might be. Uh, probably south of the 60 or so, something like that, downtown industrial area, some of the grimier parts of the city. But we'll say you probably track her down. Um, some sort of drug dealer or criminal or something that she's found feasting as she might. Maybe you track by the smell of blood and that's how you we even find her uh but yeah you find her and she looks up at you and is it is it, co is it common for you guys to be like out of contact for several days on end 
it's not uncommon because you'll have business sure. with you know uh i guess gangrel now she'd be part of the sabbat but she has her own business. So it's not uncommon for us to be out of contact for three or four days at a time. Okay. So when you, so yeah, so we'll say when she, when she greets you, it's with no sort of concern, nothing like that. It's just normal, normal business. Um, she just, she'll be like, I thought I smelled dog. And she turns back and she'll, she's Jacques. Are you in like lupus form or do you stay in lupus form? Like trekking through the streets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd stay in lupus form, but he'll he'll shift into uh, into a Hamid form to communicate a little easier. Yeah, I I've been gone running the spirit highways for the last few days, dealing with some business, but that that problem we talked about a week or so ago. The weaver and the worm spirit, the thing that combined and was broadcasting and, and corrupting the cancer that's humanity. We weren't able to put it down completely. Have you heard or seen anything in the last couple of days? She'll grin a little bit. She'll say, don't smell as foul as you have been recently. We were cleansed. Mm. A mage of all things. Her eyes kind of like almost roll at that point. Like, you really are picking the bottom of the barrel. Uh, it's and a then war. Like, we'll take what allies we can find. I suppose. You and your wars. Um, she'll, like, to your theory, to your, to your question. Hmm. We've had news. We don't deal with it the way you do. We live how we live. You rage against it. But there are players, um, financial, there's pressure being put various um, civic civic drives territory being given over sold a uh, all roads lead back it seems to a to a very large company we haven't quite cracked the financials TTG they, what does that stand for? I do not know. This is not one for the financial forensics or counting or whatever, but others. Are they associated with that Lockrum Securities that you said was owned by a, one of your kind? They hold with? the leash, apparently. They hold the leash of that small private army. They hold the leash of your strange little scientists with their tinfoil hats and other things apparently as well. Are any of your yeah. kind still working with them? <laughs> no, 
no, no, not that I would know. They are, hmm, they are too, well, how do I put this? They don't know how to share. They come into a territory that's already been marked to use your parlance and think that they can just take it over, throw this money here, that account there, and everything's fine. Not everything can be bought, but they think so. At least that's what it appears to be. Do you know or have you heard where they're running their research out of, tied back to this spiritual infestation? Well... Downtown, not here. The good part. Cleaner part. Um, your scientists. They have a headquarters there. What's the phrase humans like to use? A think tank. <laughs> they just conjure all sorts of interesting ideas. In truth, I think they're just trying to find those like you and I, and they're jealous of what we can do. We were and now they're finding ways to do it. We were attacked on the road by a team, a highly trained, armed team, who were prepared to fight werewolves. They were human, but they were they were using silver rounds. <laughs> they knew. They I'll knew we us. were gonna be there. Yes. If you're gonna use that term, but if they're coming for us that hard and in the open like that, and we're able to completely cover it up, you should uh, keep your wings tucked tight and be careful as well. I've heard that they've been... Hmm, their experiments in the supernatural. I think they're being fed because... They have been procuring items and people of supernatural origin. At least that's the theory. None you know, of us are stupid enough to get caught, of course. Do you know what kind of pipeline they're running to get these supernatural? I mean, are they pulling them from the dregs? Are they... Mm. That... I do not know. But if I hear more, I will let you know. Well, the night's early. Shall we hunt? Very thirsty. Very thirsty. A very hot day. And then she just like scrambles up a rooftop at that point, and you see her kind of bounding off in the shadows. Okay, um, so Jock's off. He's gone for the night. Rest of you are back. We'll say at this point, Lou, you've you've made it back. You're sitting with them, Salida. You've had your talk. Eustace or Duke? Is there anything you two were up to? I mean, I've already got, I guess, the scout the scout title. So may as well lead the new folks around the place. You know, because you don't want to have them come into the new place and like all they're seeing is like the tragedy of the child and bad news. It should be 
balanced out with sure. showing them some of the niceties of the area. You walk them through the grove, which is amazing. Um, some of them like it's no wisdom tree, of course, but no. like, like it's very, very nice. Uh, you'll show them maybe the church, the the the, the spring beneath, uh, which is the clearest water that they've ever seen. And they're probably most in all of that because they live in a relatively untouched mountain where it's not really destroyed by pollutants. And they themselves have very clear water. Uh, but seeing this, this underground spirit that um, manages to sort of let the water flow through your sept is in itself kind of sort of awe-inspiring. And it's at that point that they you kind of see them between going through the grove and seeing these beautiful blossoms and seeing the growth of, of the fruit and then seeing everything beneath uh, that you are, you finally start seeing them become like more accustomed to it. One of the things though, Eustace, as you're moving around and you're trying to introduce them, you do notice that other than Adora and yourselves, there are no Garrow here. The only people you see left around are human workers. You don't see, you don't see Bodhi Darkpaw and his crew. You don't see Warchild and Alvarez and their crew. You don't see uh, the new guy, Hector Sunrunner. Like you don't see him. Like there are none. I'm going to presume you weren't at the conversation Selena had with Adora, yeah. but you don't see it. And to the point where like some of the kids are like, I, I thought you had a thriving community, Eustace. We do. Um, you know, trouble doesn't ever come a single spice at a time. It's always in, you know, just a whole fleet of things. And uh, I got a feeling that the, there's a location full of the people that have been causing some of the troubles that we were dealing with, likely involved in what happened to Luke's kid there. I've got a guess about what's going on. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Probably not. Uh, but uh, I know, you know, this ain't, it's not meant to be a comparison. There's some things that we could never compare to what you had. What I will say is you can be appreciated, respected. Anything I can do for you, you don't hesitate to ask. So, like, are there rules if Don Claw, if, and like, we'll say it's Orion maybe talking, like, are there, are there like rules? If, like, if Don Claw comes looking for us, does he get to, like, take his back? Do you guys, like, negotiate or something? Like, how does that work? I think the number one thing is to respect what you want. Now, I understand you were taken in and shown away, and I yeah. can appreciate that. Like, there was some stability and structure provided to you during a very difficult time of your life. And I get that, and sometimes it could be real tempting to return to that. Yeah. And I'm not going to be the sort of person to tell you what to do, but I hope you'll consider staying. And uh, I, for one, would be happy to fight for you if you want to stay. Wait, he's going to come fight us? No, that's not what I mean. But I mean, it can, you can sometimes have words. He's old, but he can... I'm sure he could. He can scrap. Okay. Like, you guys don't really have a lot of wolves, man. Yeah, I imagine that's going to be uh, a challenge that we're going to be looking to in the very near future. 
I just figured I didn't want you to show up here and see nothing but gloom and doom. Because that's, you know, it's a hard life that you're stepping into, but it's not all bad. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, you know, I don't want to sound ungrateful or anything. Um, but, like, your bunkhouses are pretty small. Um, there ain't no wolves around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, it seems kind of, seems like we showed up at like a bad time. Like, it's probably a rough time. Okay. Like, That's, we can come back. I'm, I'm not going to Nope. I, I want you to do what you feel is right for you, but I want to express my concern that going back where you were, you might be putting yourself into a difficult situation. If, what, what little I picked up from you all talking before we left the mage's compound, I feel like. You are kind of aware of that. I'm not going to press on it. Okay. Uh, I'm well, sure. Like we're some... going to be like a burden. Like, well, I mean, we don't have to go back and they can, they're like, they're all kind of looking at you. Know, we can go somewhere no, else. You too, ain't a burden. Right? Like, we got this place. Also, I've got a bar and grill. Like if you all ever want to go get something a little more updated or get out and stretch okay. your legs, you're welcome to do that. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, you are not a burden. You're welcome. Happy as hell that you're here. Sorry that you have to show up when there's other troubles going on, but that is not a reflection upon you or any lack of concern for you from us. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, the whole lot of you, you're fucking great. Okay? You're some of the coolest kids I've met in a long damn time. I'm just really glad you're here. Okay. Hey, could you do me a favor, though? Could you kind of stop calling us kids? Like... You know what? I'm sorry. Some I'm just in our old. 20s. It's just kind of weird. I know. I'm just, I'm so old. Okay. That part of my brain just rotted, fell out a little while back. It got re. It did. Man, I got a bad cold last year. I sneezed funny. <laughs> just popped right out my ear. They kind of look at you like, you know, we're not like five, right? I know. This is where I do self deprecating humor to try and step back from the fact that you think I insulted you by calling you kids. Oh, because I oh, now okay. see how that comes gotcha. across. Okay. Hey, can I go like hunt? Like, is there is it cool if I just like head off like up that mountain over there? Can I just Please do. Go hunt something? Yeah. All right. And so you see like he's like, all right, see it. Titan, you coming? And like you see Titan. Like, all right. And so like the two of them kind of start heading out. And they're going to go hunt something. Uh, Duke and Lou, um, what are you guys up to? Last we saw near the boys room what's going on uh yeah so i think with everything that's transpired i duke without talking to adora i think as old as he is knows that things are not good um and i imagine eustace and lou has informed him of his hideouts issues so he will the first thing he'd like to do tonight is uh go visit and i think he has a rapport with the rancher Randall Webb where like he can yeah. use his farm equipment and use his stuff. Cause they kind of share things. So he's going to go grab like kind of like a, a small truck and trailer and he's going to go get his little tiny house and stick it on the trailer. And then he's going to okay. go drive it. He, since he's a cartographer, he probably knows some random location that nobody knows about and go drive it over there and worry about getting electricity and plumbing, but at least take care of, it's yeah. location for the time being. That all sounds great. I think we can do that. Um, yeah. 
I like the idea of like the safe house being like a trailer. Like it's like a yeah. I imagine like it's like a, a tiny home type of thing. It's not huge. It has like a like couple spaced out rooms, but okay. He has it like that for a reason in case things like yeah. this happen. I mean, you get it all hitched up. Uh, Randall has no qualms with lending you um, a truck as per usual. Um, and one thing you definitely notice is that you, you're the interior of the yeah. It's all fine. Like everything's structurally sound. Like there's no issues. But definitely the interior, whatever furniture you might have had or anything like that, has seen some better days as a scuffle certainly went down inside here. Um, but uh, but yeah, you get it hooked up, find another place. you got plenty of, you might have some like backup locations here and there already planned just in case something happens and something like this might happen. And you can remove it, relocate it as best you can. Uh, and we'll say you probably spend the evening doing that. It'd probably take a whole evening to, to kind of get that all situated. Uh, all right, that works. Uh, and then Lou, what, uh, other than sitting with Riley and Lucas, was there anything you were looking to do? Um, Lou might drop by the server room quickly to grab a laptop and just start, um, sort of investigating, uh, anything around those trucks that attacked us and the Lockwood company that is associated with them, et cetera, et cetera. And just like start hacking and doing a bit more of a deep dive because she is angry. Yeah. Uh, let's do a tech roll. Um, Mm -hmm. tech makes sense. We'll do like maybe a wits, um, or intelligence, whichever you prefer. Probably wits because it's active. Uh, so we'll say uh, that. Right. And she'll just be like chain smoking while she does it. Sure. Chain smoking with the two patients in the room. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I am going <laughs> to use a willpower to reroll three of those. Okay. Uh, so we're up two so far. Three. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, we, we had a castle. Nope. Now All we got right. some shitty orange grove. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, two successes is not particularly good, to be honest with you. No. Um, okay, I'll say maybe you're getting distracted. Um, yeah, well, Lucas stirs yeah. or something. Um, two successes. Let's see. Um, Am I allowed to use willpower to try to reroll again, or only one time? Only one time. Okay, thanks, Sarah. I think it's just. The I once, see the shad yeah. shake. Uh, let's see if I got anything. Let's see. Try to see if there's anything that you haven't already gotten. Yeah. Two successes isn't really going to give you much. Um, you know that they are a private security company. They are based out of the Southwest. Uh, they have only been in the Phoenix area for about a year or so now. Um, they are, they, it, from what you can tell, they don't um, like you, you have been unable to figure out where they get their funding from. Like that's probably the, like where you're stymied right now is you're looking to see if you can track their funding in some particular ways. You can't. Uh, most of their uh, most of their at least forward facing personnel and executives, not all of them are here in the Southwest. They do have like other like sort of locations where they're active, um, both both uh, national and international. Um, but they do have this sort of contingent here. Um, all of, like the people that you see that are forward facing, most of them, they don't really kind of come across as, as locals to you. Like they're more kind of executive style. 
Um, but all of them seem to have ties to at least some kind of military service at some point, uh, various branches here and there. Uh, but none of them, none of them come across to you, I would say as like the lead in any particular way. Like you're, you're finding like mm. the organizational structure to be somewhat nebulous and their financials mm -hmm. to be also very nebulous and trying to you know, navigate that is, is proving very difficult. Yeah, this is a headache. Okay, and then I will also, uh, if possible, check out more information on the uh, Echo node locations that we discovered uh, a while ago. See if I can find out more about the terrain or what they used to be, perhaps. I guess they were both all Karens, but uh, groves or... <laughs> Okay. So we're you all angry do... Karens, but you know, groves or... Is there another uh... kind? Is there another kind? Uh, you could do another test if you like. That's fine. Uh, okay. On this, let's do like another... We should do more tech. Um, tech's fine. Uh, or investigation, I guess, is good too. Uh, wits, probably. Again. I do like the investigation. But yeah. I cannot roll today. <laughs> Oh, wow. you, you may like investigation, <laughs> but you're not doing so successful. Okay, I'm I'm too emotional and angry right now to really focus on anything. Can't that breathe all the smoke in the room. No, no, that is my natural air. So we'll we'll say at a certain point, uh, as you are struggling once more, you feel a hand on your shoulder, Lou. And you look up and uh, maybe you even were unexpectedly dozing and like the ash in one of your cigarettes is a lot longer than you expected mm -hmm. it to be. And you see like there's a Dora looking down at you in her kind of almost grandmotherly ways at this point. She kind of looks down and she says, uh, he's going to be all right. Uh, he's I should have, I should have come back sooner. I should have come back sooner. The stupid maybe. cleansing was not worth this. Eh, maybe, maybe. There's no sense. There's no sense thinking about the past. That's just going to cause, cause you stress and anxiety. You made the choice. It is what it is. And move on from been swayed. I should have known better. Hey, it's okay. We take care of our own. And he's not one of us, but he is one of us. So he's all right. He's he's fine. He uh he's a he's a brave and strong boy. He 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 called, he was looking for you, he told us who he was and where he was and what was happening and apparently We followed uh, his scent from uh Duke's secret base to the middle of the desert. And he didn't say anything when he get okay, so he told us told you every a little bit. And then eventually yeah. he exhaustion set in, but he said something about the signals got all disrupted, like the eh? radio and the cell and the cell phone and the TV oh, and all that kind of thing. And then I think he said something about service vehicles being in an area where there ain't supposed to be service vehicles. I mean, Duke picked one hell of a place to, to park that thing. Yeah. That sounds like a terrible place to have parked this thing. And then he just said, like, it was like an ice cream truck from hell or something like that. Your boy's got a lip on him. Oh, I, he's much better uh, mouse than I have. Well, just something about a truck and making a lot of noise. And, and then they woke up 
and started attacking them or something like that. Oh, well. Then, okay. A tr- ice cream truck from hell. I think Is he that was just the... delirious or well, know, being imaginative. What happens? Worst case scenario, it's all true. What's that? That is that is terrible. Give me okay. Let me let me think. I'm going to try to reach out to some of my spiders and see if I can hear anything that sounds like that. Okay. And you, let you do me, what you got to do. But you okay? So he's okay. So you you I know. He's gonna I be thank fine. you so much for he's staying up. Fine, you look probably. exhausted and like terrible shit, but um. It's, well, I appreciate pretty... that you look like this. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think he's not the only one that's in danger, you know. I I know. Okay. We need to deal with I am I want to destroy these people. Um okay, let me listen in and see if I can hear anything that sounds like a hell ice cream truck. Let's assume that everything is true, that this is Worst case scenario, because then if it's not, then we are in a better footing regardless. Okay, go ahead and give it a roll. I will uh, result. Resolve wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom is three. Okay. Uh, 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 so I just have to use a different um, stat because wisdom you can't roll on. Uh, what's three? Okay. Hmm. Okay, I will use a willpower. <laughs> well, I guess maybe. Okay, I can't reroll. Maybe you can a... double up that ten. You can only reroll the green ones. Yeah. 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 All right. Maybe. Hey, maybe you have Jeremy it. luck. Mm-hmm. Only roll two dice, and you'll okay. do well. Roll a bunch of dice, and it's a good. I will. I will try to reroll the two of the dice. <laughs> Come on, Jeremy luck. There you go. I got one. There's okay. one more. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um. So you start trying to sort of dig in and figure out what the hell he's talking about. And ice cream truck from hell, like that phrase is kind of a weird phrase. You start disruption to signals and such, but, um, but there's nothing in the area. You're not, you're not getting anything weird here. Everything's exactly as it should be like the normal kind of weaver spiders that kind of come through and maintain the various signals that come into the guy, guy's grove. Like all of them are there. None of them seem to be malfunctioning or acting in ways that would worry you. What you do maybe see um, is you start digging into the last few days and uh, you look for like outages, signals outages, uh, things like um, anything from just like cable TV to... Uh, internet outages to power outages, things like that. And you do notice that there was sort of this roving like radius that seemed to snake around uh, in the area that Duke uh, had had previously parked his safe house. And it's it's fairly localized. So it's only maybe about a mile or two in terms of like in terms of its like sort of radius or diameter. And like people were kind of popping up kind of making some complaints here and there about this or that. And like Cox, the local like cable company or various ISPs were like kind of coming out and saying like, you know, texts are being sent. We're figuring, we're trying to figure out what this is. Routers, everything seems to be in good shape. Like all of them are like referencing how like the physical equipment seems fine. 
And you do notice like you could almost see like a track as if like there was like, like it was sort of being moved about here and there. And that's probably the gist of it. And that I think you would probably conclude if he's making an ice cream truck references, the idea if it's like broadcasting a signal and it's mobile and that might've been what was disrupting things. This, this is something I will update the pack when they're all back together. Okay. For now, I will sit and I will watch over them. Make sure. I'm right here. You can talk to me. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You, <laughs> you know, no, nothing but bad Ouch. ideas have come from you. Oh, jeez. Oh, Lou's all fired up. Wow. All right. I would have thought that you would have been relieved to see that Lucas is... Yes, but I should have left when we were talking at the camp and you had all the weed and you're like, oh, let it go. It's not a big deal. No, he's okay. He, even though he said teapot, it doesn't mean teapot. And he was capable and you said he can take care of himself and he took care of himself. That we doesn't mean to... he should have to if I had the option of leaving and helping. We have things that we need to do. We needed you where we Whatever. were. If I die from the inside out, then that's fine. I've been ready to die for ages. The werewolves don't last that long. Look, our Grove is all empty now. Yes, and they need us to go figure out what happened. So sometimes there are things we need to do and we just need to do them. And you cannot have him attach and holding your hand through everything he did he is not attached done. and holding my hand i am he is fine and no okay no exactly. no everything he's you're saying not no totally you fine but have he's, to think he's about yes i am fortunate he's alive riley is going to die look at riley he's been smashed like a car you hear well, you hear a voice a weak voice like riley's gonna die Oh, and you see there's lucas in the bed like, oh, I, I don't want him to die no and no it's okay oh lucas shit okay oh, we lucas, don't know you, you did such a good job dragging him you were you, you no really get job. out no 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 you are you, we've had enough of your talk good job lucas glad you're alive thank you me too uh and so he'll just look at you like, is, is, is Riley really going to die? Riley He's is really not heavy. doing. Yes, I, you did a great job. I've been looking for your ice cream truck from hell. But uh, Riley, he's not doing well. He's, he's very injured. We're hoping he'll pull through, but it does not look good. He got, like, he got, he got shot and he got in a car accident and those things woke up and tried to kill us and stuff. And like that all happened like one after the other. So I hope he doesn't die. I wouldn't have made it out of the house if it wasn't for him. I'm thankful that he was there to help you. And I don't want him to die either, but I don't want to lie to you. Mm. Okay. But it does not look, he's, he's very injured. It's, it does not look good. They almost okay. shot his arm off. Look, and you look over uh, and you can see like they have crazily, they sort of bandaged up uh, his right arm. And like the whole thing is discolored when you kind of 
take a look at the right arm. It's just like this terrible discoloration, like the suggestion, like circulation's not happening properly. Uh, and the kids just like we they they woke up like we heard the sound like the trucks were moving around and we heard the sound made what? us all it made us sick. We started to get all nauseous and everything and like our ears really hurt and then like and then the thing started to move and then they started to wake up and then they started to come after us and then they started making sounds but then Riley like threw a chair at one of them and then we ran out the back and we tried to drive away but then the car stopped working and like we smashed into the thing and then and then like the windshield exploded and then his arm just went whoosh. And then, so I grabbed him and we, I dragged him and, and then I'm here. And I, oh, I called the lady, uh, Adora. Yes. I said, um, yeah. I'm I said, very thankful that help. you got here. Yes. So, um, she came it to was help. Very smart. It was very smart of you to have called her and to have done I that. sent teapot, you know. I, I, I saw it. I was, there are some things that I'm going to have to tell you, I think, about what happened maybe five years ago when I was uh, in the hospital for a bit, you remember? Yeah. And then I was out of the hospital a bit quicker than my injury should have allowed. Yeah, you just said it was like an infection or something. I, I, yes. Um, so there's some things that I'm going to have to tell you. But when you are feeling better, when you are feeling stronger, we will we will have this discussion. Because I want you to concentrate more on getting better right now. And and hopefully we can watch Riley and Riley will be okay too. I don't know about his arm. Um, but here, let me show you something. Here, see on this computer, this is the signal. Yes, I know, sorry. But you see how it's moving. I think they were looking for you. They were the void represents where they were because they cause outages wherever they are. That is your hell ice cream truck. They were you they were looking. They were trying to find you. They were following you maybe. Okay. Well, I think they found us then. Well, yes. But I thought uh okay, we are we think we know some of the sources and I think we're going to have to go cause a little bit of anarchy for it. Um, okay. Not tonight. Tonight we are going to, you are going to rest and get oh. better and then we'll do anarchy another night, okay? Okay. Okay, right. but for now you have to rest. Okay. Okay. And then he like rolls over and he'll go back to sleep. All right. So... Uh, unless there are specific desires to do something else, we could say time will pass, night will pass, everyone with their various businesses, relocating safe houses, hunting with their vampire friend, showing the young folks around, uh, getting them settled, showing them whatever it is you want to show them, Eustace. We'll say morning will come. You all have had some time to at least get a decent night's rest. Um, and we'll say, I mean, I, I, I think we'll say it probably makes sense for you all to at some point come back those of you who went away from the grove kind of meet back up at some point figure out next steps that sort of thing uh, so we'll say sometime in the morning we'll put you all back together uh inside 
Gaius Grove uh, with Adora's there. Lucas is okay. Riley's still kind of recovering as best he can. We'll say the young pups are nearby if necessary, if needed. And all of you are there. Um, and we'll say Adora kind of calls you all at some point into, um, like, her, you know, not her office necessarily, but she'll just, because that's where it looks like Lucas and Riley have been sort of sleeping, but like she'll kind of get you all to start like walking off to some remote section of the grove with her. And she'll kind of looks, she looks very, very tired. In fact, um, like even with you all being back, like it's possible she didn't get any sleep. You see dark rings in her eyes. Uh, definitely some bloodshot action going on. She seems a little bit more, uh, impatient than you're used to seeing her. Um, but she'll turn to you all and she'll she'll kind of fill you in on some of the things that she said med, men, mentioned to Selena. So the pack uh, that one like again, you guys were a sept with three packs. There's yours. One was led by Bodhi Darkpaw, another one was led by Warchild. And Darkpaw's pack was sent to one of the sites that you all had found in the Echo Labs uh, metadata, and it was sort of to the southeast about an hour or so from Gaius Grove. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, uh, northwest of Florence, which is a smaller town. Um, but they've been gone for literally days and no one has returned, returned calls. Like after about 24 hours of them being missing, like they, they were getting some spotty communication within the first 24 hours, but it was really bad. Um, they were getting like calls from like bunker or Rosie and various other people just kind of throwing out names that you all would recognize. Uh, but like the updates were weird uh, and they didn't really, things weren't making sense. Uh, and then to sort of go check in on that, she sent, uh, the new guy who had, you all had met first session when he kind of came to fetch you guys, uh, at heart and soul, Hector Sunrunner. Um, he left 48 hours after like the initial disappearance. And so he's been gone as well. So he's missing. So all of them are effectively missing now. And so we're talking five Garu. Uh, that have that are gone for several days. You're literally just an hour away. No communication, no call, nothing. Uh, and that is concerning. Um, in terms of the other site, so you uh, again in the metadata, you had very precise location for this potential other cairn, like ancient cairn, something like that. You're not sure exactly what it was that that Echo Labs seemed to have on their coordinates on there, like they were interested in. And there was a second one that was out west. It's kind of near the uh, the nuclear power plant out there. Uh, it's like two hours away from where you guys are. Uh, but they, she sent Warchild and Alvarez out there, and they're still in contact. They got into some sort of trouble, some mercs or whatever, and then two of them got arrested. There's some sort of compound that they're still kind of poking around, trying to get a feel for exactly what it is. And so they're still sort of in contact, still there, but they're just out west. But, but she's really concerned about the fact this place that you guys found that no one's come back from. So we'll say, we don't have, I don't have to play all that, but she'll say she summarizes all of that for you all as you're walking through the grove. How do you all react? I found out some information last night that may tie some of this together. And apparently the, the corporation that's behind all of this is called TDG. Lockram, that security force, they're a subsidiary of this other corporation 
their think tank is headquartered downtown. And apparently what they're researching is us and other supernaturals. I think they're trying to cull and capture supernaturals for their experiments. I expect these signal zombies are just another one of their experiments. And since we didn't exterminate the ones we found, they tracked him back to Duke's safe house and woke him up and carted him off. I think if we're going to save our Gauru brothers, we're going to need to go there because I expect they've been captured. They seem to want to take us alive, or at least mostly alive. I have a feeling that group we ran across in the highway was working for this TDG group. Well, I mean, it seems like the ones that run across us use of their uh, silver bullets. They uh, don't necessarily need everyone taken for their experimentation, but I would hate to uh, see part of our... If sect. they could have put us down with silver, they could have taken us alive, kept us alive long enough to get us into some kind of containment. That does seem to track with that sniper just pelting us just enough to make it hurt, but not finishing anybody off, too. That's right. If he's a good, good enough shot to take those shots from that distance, he could have put one in our brain pans and dropped us, probably. The fact that they are going after normal humans and causing the supernatural effects, we can spin that and uh, save, help, get the humans to help us by showing them what they are doing without exposing ourselves. I don't think we'll be able to, I think they'll be able to cover that up. We can't even get to this, this TDG group. Well... If the Echo Labs have information there on their experiments, then they can't cover that up if we release that information. I don't know much about the human world, but from what I've seen, if you've got enough money, you can cover anything up. Well, and, and really, for right now, this is a search and rescue. There's a whole other level of things that are happening that we're not going to be able to take care of today, but we can maybe go get our Sefmeet's back. That's sound. Yes. One other thing I'm a little worried about. Adora. She seems off. She's the only one left who hasn't been cleansed, right? This is true. Uh, Duke, did you get to keep the knowledge of the cleansings that you could do with Adora? Like, because if we're going to another Echo Labs, then we could get just re-blackened. I don't know, Jeff. Okay, so <laughs> first, I, first, Adora is here. So, like, you guys are talking about her, the third person. <laughs> so that's kind of awkward. Whoops. Uh, but I'll say, well, I yeah. Be, I would have said that a little Oh, yeah, you could pull people away. It's fine. Um We'll say a cult, it'll be it'll be some kind of a cult role. You can try to make sure you're like you go through the steps the way you okay. remember an involved kind of drown. Yeah, like basically bring you to the verge of death, drowning, drowning until kind of expunging whatever was in. Okay, and you, you had immediate magic, the most powerful. <laughs> you, had, you had like immediate feedback to know whether the ritual worked. So even if you do it incorrectly, you'll know that you did it incorrectly at the very least. We should also tell Ad well Adora. You should know that. Uh, we may have angered another uh, sept or several packs led by uh, an old wolf, um, so Josiah Donclaw. And he had a Korax 
shifter with him named Mother Morella and was working with a mage named Dakota. He was also uh, super evil and wanted the crown to mind control all the werewolves. <laughs> Adora, exhausted at her wit's end. When you mention the name Mother Morella, though, when you mention the Quark, she she will she's less she's less concerned probably with um, probably with Dawnclaw. I mean, at some point she might have heard the name. Maybe Duke mentioned it. Maybe somebody else did. Who knows? Um, and she'll just she'll just say, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that there's disagreement between Sips. We will. Cross that bridge when we come to it, if we come to it. We can be diplomatic if necessary, and our claws and fangs are sharp if necessary. But, Clorax, Morella, you say? Yes. You can see she gets kind of nervous, like she starts to, like, you know, in a way, her hands, like she's kind of, um, kind of wringing them to a degree. I know that name. And she looks kind of pensive when I was young shortly after my first change she's a very powerful seer mm. she can you you're certain that is the name that was given absolutely and she was a powerful seer so it's likely she's already seen what you all but if that's the case and then she starts like working through and getting ha- like she's ex- like expressing like half sentences. Like she's almost her running monologue inside her head is is partially being you know verbalized, but then she'll trail off here and there. That is most concerning. They're not um, very rare, but not enemies necessarily, although. They certainly can be. Hmm. This is a little concerning now. We have more pressing matters. Yes, yes. But, but it gets more complicated as it goes. But the, the young ones that we have with us uh, came of their own choice. But uh, they reported on some things that occurred up there that were uh, not... not as long as they are here on their own accord and you did not coerce them, I think we are on solid ground. A diplomacy with Don yeah. Claw. However, what is this Raven Shifter up to? Hmm. Uh, as we mentioned, they were searching nervous. for the crown. Uh, that was... Right. So you mentioned the crown and she's just kind of looks at you now, the silver crown, um, for those that would know, uh, and I'll obviously, I think you all at this point would have, whether we had it, whether we, we had it off off screen or whatever, you would have had conversations about it. One of the strongest, most powerful like artifacts, right? The idea that it can be worn and she kind of scoffs, honestly, a little at it, like, like as if she's not even sure it really exists kind of thing, like not the way that it's sort of uh, explained in stories. And um, she kind of scoffs a little bit out of it, but he would not be the first to search after the crown, feudal. And 
from what I've heard of the man, Wolf, I doubt he would be worthy to begin with, should he even find it. Oh no, we, I, we definitely almost, heard things that agree with that. Not worthy. I almost felt that this Korax and the mage were truly working together just mm -hmm. to send us against this other mage in hopes that we would hurt or kill him. I don't think they really cared about the crown at all. Interesting. They were after Bill, I think. I, I'm i just a wolf. I don't know, but no, it seemed to me... Very that... perceptive. Quiet claw. I'm sorry, Eustace. What were you going to say? I was, I was offering agreement. I got the vibe, too. I don't think... She can see plenty. She's not infallible. I think she was anticipating some outside party to come in. And Mages are involved. I imagine things get far more confusing. He had a way of twist in time to where you could see multiple possibilities. So I imagine that probably does make her deal more difficult to uh, focus not to mention living with the spirit of the Rocky Mountains itself. Yeah, her there's eyes a powerful spirit wide. there. Whether or not the Silver Crown really exists the way that it's talked about, there was a very powerful spirit there that wanted to make sure that whatever form it may be did not leave there. We did also wow. agree not to talk about very much information around it. <laughs> All their brains melt. You think that's cool. Guess the what spirit. else we saw? <laughs> that sounds awesome, guys. Then she sprouts bat wings and flies away. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this newfound information. Um, okay. She'll probably defer to you all. Like, like if you think it's not if you think that it's not worth pursuing the crown, if you think it's not worth going back, then she'll obviously she'll do that. She doesn't get the sense that she, again, she does. She, she reiterates like the, the idea of one pack leaving a sept and joining another, that's fine. Like packs are free to do what they want. Like Garu are free to do what they want. That is who we are. Like you, but you, he is super have... evil and wants controls. That's the problem. Yeah. But that means the rest of the pack is convincible. So if they do march on us, we have a chance to persuade them that there's better, greener grass over here. Well, I mean, hopefully when we make it look not so... Empty, yeah, I mean... So. Yeah, we, we need to have actual bad, greener grass and, and maybe uh, spruce up the... Point, maybe yeah. we should go find our fellow sept mates. Yes. Right, yes. but we do need a plan because we can't just walk up there because I think that's what they did and mm. didn't work out for them. We just yeah. make a wider circle. Yeah, you turn. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe we can okay. take it. I don't know if any of us have ever gone hunting with that fellow before. This is somewhat above board. Like, do we kind of sure. know in general how his pack likes to handle things? Like, are they? She seemed to mention that he's very good at reconnaissance. So it doesn't sound like he was the sort that just charged in. So Bodhi, Bunker, Tyler, and Rosie are the four that are basically in the pack. And then Hector Sunrunner came after. He's again, first change was not very long ago. He's very new to the set. But the other four are, um, they are 
surprisingly savvy uh, in terms, like in in terms of the way uh, in which they function. Like they, mm. um, they, to most sort of most folks, they probably look less than they look. You know, maybe a little dirty or grimy, or they look a little uh, hippie-like in like their sort of desert, um, like their kind of desert burnouts. But they are mm. they they kind of use that to their advantage in some ways. Um, so like you guys would know that they are very capable people. Um, and they probably are a little bit more cohesive as a pack than you guys are even. Cause like there's like, even in your group, there's some internal conflict as we've documented. Uh, but they work very, very, very well as a team. Um, you know that they actually for many years, um, when they were younger, cause they're all like in their forties or so, um, that they actually worked, they, they, they don't have a particularly clean history when it comes to their like rap sheet. They, they've, they're criminals basically for a while. Um, but they have now they're, they're, they're sort of, they've left that life kind of behind them to some degree. And, uh, but they're very good at kind of, you know, robbing people, robbing places, mostly, mostly banks. They weren't expecting a group of werewolf hunters, though. If they mm-hmm. ended up tangling with people who came after us at this location, I mean, we hit one of their locations. I can only assume these lockroom security would have beefed up the security at their other sites and possibly prepared them for a werewolf incursion. And so, so Lou, if you, you and Lucas were, were talking about the ice cream machine the ice, cream, ice truck, cream truck yes and the uh the the uh, trying to think in your because it that sent out a signal that disrupted so is there a signal that can disrupt the disrupting signal that could give us a benefit i mean yeah sure if you can create the harmonic wave patterns that counters the original wave pattern you can sort of block it that way uh create its uh, bounce back effect if you will but uh the the wave was also causing people to be sick around it it causes disruption of machinery it uh to be able to send a signal out you have to have something that works could we just deafen ourselves? Again, I still need something to send out a... No, 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 like earplugs. I, I I would imagine that it, it, at nothing else, we should definitely wear earplugs. Yes, I agree. And if, if there's also a way to even just put our phones on speakers and try to send the signal out, we may not have ice cream truck yeah. level technology, but something perhaps to give us, give us a little aura of sound won't make us nauseous. And we, we need to know what the wave looks like before we can create something to counter it with the same wavelengths. And we don't this? have that information. If we can track where the disruptions are heading, get in front of them and blow the truck up from a distance. For once, I agree with you, Jux. Blowing with it up is the easy answer. How are I we going to blow it up? Part of the names. problem is that they've relocated to the middle of nowhere, so we can't track the outages in the same way that we could when they were in the metro area. Yeah, I can listen a... for it, though. 
I can use the spiders and talk to uh, the spirits and I can listen for it if we're running around. Okay. Right. Well, we also need to think about it this way. So if they're hunting supernatural, right, they're trying to get the powers, whatever, that means they may not be super familiar with the Umbra. So we could try to enter the Umbra and pop out just like we did in the mage's place, but maybe go a little deeper and try to get inside somewhere, maybe inside the communications tower or something like that and kick everything off there. As far as we've seen, everything is... Is not uh, in the Umbra, so yes. And that's right. I, I did forget that we have the exact coordinates of where we're going, so we yeah. could get yeah. into the Umbra okay. and come. And yeah. Duke would have like the maps of like where we could probably perfectly enter and. Right. Okay. So good plan. Like, uh, Adora will also uh, let you know that she did. She did hear from Darkpaw at one point. Uh, again, like within about twenty-four hours, and it was like garbled, the like a terrible signal left a. Uh, left a message. Um, but two things stood out to her. Um, well, actually, I would say three. Like, they didn't mention, uh, like, Bodhi didn't mention anything about, um, like, there being a compound. Or he didn't say there was or wasn't. Just didn't seem to talk about defenses or anything like that. Mentioned two two things popped out, though. Two phrases. One, stargazers, uh, which all of you would be familiar with. Um, as a sort of a outcast tribe, um, they, they used to be like aligned with the, so like their patron spirit chimera, but like they had once the Gara nation kind of collapsed and fell apart in history, like they had a amical parting of ways. And so now the stargazers are kind of like this weird group of, of Garu that, um, aren't part necessarily like they're not like enemies necessarily but they're they're just sort of this they just sort of they're still fighting the, the the worm but they do it in ways generally that are a little bit uh different now there's you all are going to just obviously need to decide exactly how you want to uh your your characters are going to position themselves but like you could basically anyone someone could could kind of look at them as people who lied and betrayed the rest of the gay nation some might say that they are like they've even lost the wolf because they have this overly kind of calm and rational demeanor in some ways um that might make eustace look angry uh, at certain points um but they they still they still kind of maintain as far as everyone knows like connections to gaia and luna and like the garo nation's goal but like they don't necessarily place the same value on on sort of like trying to curb the apocalypse it might be more like sort of rebuilding once it's over in a better way kind of deal mm. so they 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 sort of make very curious um decisions so that that phrase came up uh stargazers uh and so that's something that again all of you would know and again where your specific character wants to sort of situate themselves and how they feel is fine the other phrase and this one she doesn't have, have a real answer to whispering sands um, she's like, what, whatever that means. I have not heard of it. It's not a Garu I know. It's not a magical cairn. None of these things. That's pretty familiar to me. I mean, didn't we have some strange sound when the sandstorm hit us? 
What? Sort of. Yeah, there was that that dirge, right? Mm-hmm. Lou, is there any way that you can search out what this means? Are you asking me to use technology, Jacques? Just to be clear, I just want to just want to hear it one more time. Because your patron's going to be real sad. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll look it <laughs> I had to check. I had to ask. You know, fire, fire, fool. You just get a you get a stony stare. <laughs> I got picked up on that. Uh, Lou, yeah. If you want to again, tech, uh, yes. you can tech wits or investigation I've wits. Even been rolling so well today. This is going to go well. Oh, okay. So that's uh, a little bit better, maybe? Yes. Three successes. Three. Uh, okay. Uh, I will tell you that you find a website uh, for a um, for a real estate contracting firm. And when you look into Whispering Sands and you do some, some sort of very basic searching, really doesn't seem too difficult to find this. In fact, uh, you notice uh, sort of a, again, basic real estate. Um, it seems to be a, the name for a development that's north of Florence, Arizona. Uh, and it's like a kind of a new wave development. And there's all sorts of images of a very, very beautiful kind of desert sort of like pre-planned community of some kind. Um, it's, was, uh, was this and it, it's like f families and stuff like that. Like, it's not like retirement necessarily. It's like, it's like full families and stuff. And you can see there's images of the different mm. models. There looks to be like four different models of homes, but then there's within each of those, there's like 16 other different variations that you can have of the four different models. Uh, and they're like kind of going through the different phases of expansion in this open area near like the white Canyon wilderness. Duke, uh, here, look at this. This is, uh, and Whispering Sands looks like it could be this real estate expansion. Uh, is this, do you know if anything is on your maps from this location as an old car or anything like that? Pulls out a map. I don't think you have to, I think you're just paper. No, I just make the noise. Okay. I see, I see. You made it. Uh, you give me like a cartography role because I know that's your specialty. That's fine. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Mm hmm. Four. Okay. Wow. Um, all right. So, what you uncover between the various like maps you have and just some other basic like, you know, academics that you know. Um, it has mostly been like a no man's land between like population centers in the state and that it was once, and you, you probably might even have a copy of this old geological survey map that the state of Arizona commissioned years and years ago as having uranium deposits. Um, but you also know that there is like no record at any point of any mining being done for that. Like that's a whole ordeal and that's never really happened. Um, and maybe a more recent map, recent geological survey doesn't have that. So it's less like it was there. It wasn't there. It was kind of, kind of confusing. Um, 
it basically hasn't really like those this white uh, white canyon wilderness area is is sort of protected desert wilderness um but there is a swath of land that is privately owned and that and that the the, the coordinates you have does seem to correspond to it so like you're abutting this the the wilderness area the protected wilderness um there i'll say just just sort of carrying this over to just like more like a history or just general knowledge of, of the area that Duke might have. Uh, two other stories might have popped up in your mind at the mention of like north of Florence is White Canyon Wilderness, that kind of stuff. Like these names might have been like keywords for you. Um, one was a uh, kind of a, a free love commune um, back in like the late 60s, early 70s. Um, that went bad, but the specifics are kind of unclear. Something went bad there and like everyone kind of disappeared. Uh, and no, like, like there was no real clear, like, did everyone die, et cetera, et cetera. And there's like, maybe there's like a documentary or two that's trying to figure out where this person still, like they never found this person, just missing persons, missing persons. Um, and then it, it did in fact, like, like a hundred years ago was was actually supposed to be like a silver mine uh which doesn't really line up with now like then it was a uranium thing like like all of it kind of doesn't really make sense uh, so i said that with four successes that's probably what duke has about the area like historically speaking spot to knowledge you are hey uh, at least someone knows it right very inconsistent uh, surveying, but I wonder, it's like, if you think about historically, Johannesburg in South Africa was uh, a city or built on top of a gold mine, right? Hi. <laughs> just like, just we're all like just waiting like, for the roundabout like, way to get to where so you're going. I wonder yeah. if it's there is mining that happens that they hit, or maybe they want to build a town on top of it and populate it with the controlled people. Maybe I don't know. I'm still yeah, I think they are mining it now because it seems like the private property is the property that we want to go on to, which is probably owned by TDG. And if the, either this development is a front for what they want to do, or it's a re, it's a way to get people to experiment on. So that's Dude. my thought. Duke, Maybe in so. your travels in the area, have you run across any stargazers in this area? I don't know, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> how like? How 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 long has Duke been in the Southwest? Like he, I I had in my mind that he was more like kind of relocated here later in life as opposed to like this is where he like originated. What, Retired here. He's so so um, old. I would <laughs> say. Super. Well, I would say he's kind of been there for a while because he is trying to restore like the boundaries, right? And like his the Silver Fang's true locations and stuff. So I think he sure. there is like some connection and tie to it that he is, you know, it is important to him. Versus okay. like trying to find like New York's give give me an etiquette role. Um an etiquette with like I mean you you can, can you can put any attribute uh, attribute on this on I don't mind. Um so it could be okay. charisma or intelligence. I'll take either of those is okay. Um but it'll be etiquette and we'll see if there's any names. This is just to see if you remember a specific name. All right. 
Mm, I can read difficulty three. I'm gonna put it on. Um, I can't reroll the matter. Okay. Uh, you would know that. Unless I crit, right? I'd have to crit. You could crit. Yeah, you'd have to crit. You've got the one ten. Yeah, that would get you. Ah, let's you know YOLO. Try it. YOLO. Yeah. All right. YOLO. No. Okay. Uh, that is a no. Um. You don't remember any specific names, uh, but you do, I would say, just by default, you would remember that there was a uh, a small a small pack of stargazers that were rumored to have sort of ventured around kind of central Arizona, not like kind of skirting around Phoenix. Like they're not like going to they, they, they're staying to the outskirts. Um but you would probably know that basic idea, stirring up trouble here and there, that kind of thing. Not like trouble, like like the way you've seen trouble with like Echo Labs yeah. and Lockrum, but like you know, just a little bit of a a little thing. Like maybe you've had to deal with some of the wake of like um, like reputation of them coming by, but probably don't have a name specifically. Yeah. So Duke will inform Jacques of that, and Duke will also kind of say that he. You know, I'm, I mean, I don't mind the stargazers. They don't really do too much, but I mean, now that I think about it, when we're in the sandstorm, didn't we fight werewolves with like uniforms? And then there was like the dirge singer, right? Those were the black spiral dancers. But are they connected? No. No, you wouldn't think so. It would be okay. it would be a first if that if that were to be the case. But the the with the sands and the sounds were sure that we think might be connected. So dust storm for sure, and then the dirge song for sure. Um, all that sort of makes sense. Um, the whispering sands. Uh, you when you looked it up when when Lou found it, it was it was the name of a sub development. Like it like okay, so that was that okay. Place. So we've got what three locations then. We've got the echo station where our pack disappeared. We've got this development whispering sands, and then we've got the headquarters to the TD TDG think tank downtown. Well, we I think that's think we, a, gotta... we think that the pack disappeared at the Echo Lab, but they sent the message whispering sands, so maybe they went there. It's uh, that's what I'm worried about. But the, the whisperings, if the whispering sands is just north of Florence, that's not far from where the listening station is. So hit one and send the other, make a little loop, and hope maybe in the umbra, I think, like Duke said, to be safe. They don't know that we possibly know about whispering sands. Maybe we should hit that place first. Not mm-hmm. a bad idea. Yeah, I agree. They're gonna they're gonna expect us to come to the station. And also, we can make a scene at Whispering Sands if we don't find anything there <laughs> and draw them away um, from the Echo Lab. Okay, so we're heading to Florence, basically. We're heading south, yeah. is that right? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yep. Okay. Through the Umbra. Uh, sure, we can do that. Um, Should we heal and do a little okay. little, little healing first? Little howl. What the we moon can say is. Well, what we'll say is, is um, we'll end on that conversation, plan being made, 
everyone kind of return, returning now to like the bunk houses and everything, getting whatever healing preparation that you want to get done. And we'll say maybe in the morrow, that's when you guys kind of head out and we can call it right there as you guys have like an extra night to, you know, get yourselves, get yourselves right. So we'll, we'll call it on that. And, uh, and we'll pick up next week on you guys heading south to that, um, those coordinates and see what's up. All right. Nice. Perfect. Cool, cool, All cool. right. So, uh, yeah, what is that? Was this episode 11? It was great. Okay. So, yeah, we'll head down 12, there. I and think. then Duke is the knower of things today. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, today? So smart. <laughs> so smart. Just today. Just today. <laughs> Just today. <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, oh. Lou had some referrals tonight. Lou, your your son is alive. Yay. My son is alive, and Yay. maybe my investigation partner is all right, and we can look into the TDG after afterwards. No, no. I mean, next I mean, there's time, alive next... and there's all right. Okay, yeah. he's alive. He's alive. Breathing. Yes. <laughs> next time, next time somebody says kill the zombies. Just kill the zombie. Well, I wanted to leave. Jock is never going to let us forget that. Else <laughs> yes. that. Not a chance. I want his hospital to deal with it. All right. Why don't we do some closing plugs and we'll get on out of here. So we'll start, Jeremy. Jeremy, you have a Patreon. Why don't you tell us about yeah. it? Yeah. Aaron Reese on Patreon. Comics, tokens, fun stuff. Check it out. Perfect. Uh, Aaron, tell us what's going on over at Garblack. Now that the holidays are over, everything should be getting back to normal. So next Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can catch Millie continuing her long-running Coriolis campaign. It's a lot of fun. Then on Wednesday, I'll be in the narrator's seat at the same time, continuing our Marvel Multiverse Cataclysm of Kang adventure. Uh, We had a couple weeks off due to the holidays, so we're still in the Rank 2 Friendly Neighborhood adventure. So join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. And then on Thursday, I believe Pete will be back uh, showcasing his own game, Heroic Deeds, uh, in his playthrough of The Red Hand of Doom. Perfect. Uh, As for us, we are back and we're doing our usual schedule. So tomorrow night, well, Aaron, you're, you're running that game. What are we doing tomorrow night? So tomorrow night, come back and join us. We're going to be playing some Cubicle 7, Wrath and Glory. We're in the Litanies of Lost. We had our... We uh, we had our little bit of dry run through the Space Hulk and some decisions were made that I'm sure will not have repercussions in the long run. But we will be diving into the Vow of Silence adventure. So join us for that tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, then uh, next up after that is Saturday. We've got Call of Cthulhu. We're getting back to Eternal Lies. Had a really awesome session a couple weeks ago. We got to inter- interrogate some, some witnesses of an old ritual or something that went wrong like 10 12 years ago uh then uh let's see monday is a fragged empire night so you can see the top row in that game uh so come watch some space shenanigans uh, space sci-fi uh and then tuesday uh, a bunch of us here are going to be playing some marvel multiverse rpg continuing our Mojo x-men world. themed <laughs> continuing our x-men slash mojo well or x-men plus mojo world theme now campaign uh also i should remind folks that if you want to get access to a demiplane account we still have a, a a giveaway going uh so if you head over to the youtube channel right now adventures in lolly gang look at the most recent episode of marvel drop a comment in there uh you get get entered into a, a giveaway for a demiplane access code and then come hang out with us on tuesday uh and then we'll be back next thursday with more werewolf so that's where we're at thanks for everyone who hung out tonight uh thank you for the raids uh we got 
two, I think, tonight, the Litching Hour. I saw what was the other one, Melissa? Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, remember? you're putting me on the spot. And I am Toyzilla. Toyzilla, yes. I got it. Thank you very thank you both. Uh if you haven't already followed them, go check their their stuff out. Give them a follow. Uh we're gonna we're gonna pay it for it. We're gonna raid Dork Tales. So follow us uh, as we go raid them and have a great rest of your night. So bye-bye. <laughs>